Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, great to have you back. Oh, uh, yes, great to see you. Um, and <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Mr. Vince Mancini. There he is. Oh, great to be here. You know, Marvin just it's like a really good cousin name, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Marv the Cousin Marvin. Yeah. Right. And then Marvin gets his head blown off in Pulp Fiction. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's an unfortunate name, too, sometimes. It's like, you're never, where's the hero, Marvin? The right. Martian? <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe. It just sounds like a roustabout. Oh, it's Marvin. Here he comes. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. I, do you think that scene had rewrites where the Marvin Berry scene, like, first they tried to be like, why don't we just do subtle? Like, hey, Chuck, it's me. You know that sound you've been looking for? Well, here it is. And people were like, wait, well, that's that was a Chuck Berry song. They said, Chuck, that's enough. Or did they go, it's... It's, it's got to be it's Marvin. Well, the fact that he says Marvin, Marvin Berry, like it's... <laughs> If he had just said, it's your cousin, Marvin Berry, that would have been one thing. <laughs> or your cousin plus first name. Right. Yeah. But you know then I mean? you wouldn't know the Chuck Berry thing. Uh, right, right. I just, I'm just thinking also the reality of how you would speak. You know, it's like the the delicate interplay of what's real and how you get the message across to the audience. Because I'm never like, hey, it's your cousin, bro. Your cousin, Miles, Miles Gray. <laughs> Unless it's like well, an elderly cousin who like maybe struggling with memory. Especially if it's uh, one of your cousins with the same last name as you. Exactly. <laughs> well, it implies that Chuck Berry has a lot of cousins that are always trying to sell him on stuff and pitching yeah, different right, things. Yeah, Right, that's right. the movie I want to see. The unscrupulous Barry cousins. <laughs> <laughs> the um, all right, Vince. What, what's <laughs> the, the, all right, let's I, I was just gonna say. I feel like this is. I feel like this is the process of uh, figuring podcast. out that all my favorite movies are made for children, and I'm a 40 year old <laughs> man. But uh, Vince, what's new with you? What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, you know, I had a birthday yesterday, and whoa, uh, HBD, yeah, HBD. And it's it's great. It's great to have a birthday, and now it's over, and uh, I can just enjoy the rest of the year. Oh, so for you, you're like one of these lucky motherfuckers who had a birthday before the pandemic, and now it's only biting you in the ass now. Because last yeah. year you probably you had a probably had a whole ass birthday, right? Yeah, last year I can't remember. I'm old enough that I don't remember exactly what we did on my birthday last year, but I think it was good. Yeah, right, right. Oh man, yeah. Pandemic. That's something you thought of. Underrated. Will will I? Will the pandemic be over for my birthday? You know, because that was a thing in the summer. I felt like a lot of people were thinking about for the fall. They're like, I, dude, if the pandemic's still happening for my birthday, I mean, not that you think like that, but I think it enters everyone's mind as a goalpost in time. Yeah, I mean, we were like, ah, it's gonna be over by Memorial Day. So we can go out and have <laughs> have a proper three day weekend. Right? Yeah, I've talked to you, Miles, specifically about how I think that the pandemic is specifically a punishment for me. Uh, yeah. For because I have a July birthday and like you couldn't have really made it any more central. Yeah. So you know, and for all the blaming of like Trump and his policies, I 
let's let's not get carried away. I think this whole pandemic was based the the some kind of karmic spite uh, um, against Jack. Yeah, and that's why we're sure. all suffering. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm always shouting when we're not recording. Why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, <laughs> it's not As fair. You watch that Nancy Kerrigan tape over. And over. <laughs> <laughs> why? Uh, all right, that was Vince. an underrated strange reaction to that. Like, who does that happen to? It's not just like, ow, my leg, go get that person. But why me? Why couldn't this happen to someone else? Why me? Oh, oh man. man. Poor thing. Yeah, that was a, one of the first times I made an adult laugh uh, was right around that time. I think it was, what, 93, right? Yeah. Um, and I was, what, in third grade? And someone, there was like one of one of the kids in class. Someone was crying about like they got in trouble and they had to like you know you do like red light green light shit. Or yeah. like, oh, that's a red light. And this, this girl was like, "Why, why me?" And I was like, "Okay, Nancy Kerrigan." Ah. And my teacher was like, "Got him! Wow!" <laughs> They're like, "Sign this motherfucker up now!" And no, none of the kids understood, and only my the teacher understood. And I was like, okay, "I'm Nancy. the fucking goat." I'm Jay. Richard Pryor of this elementary school. It's your cousin, Marvin Leno. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got the joke writer for you? Yeah. Hey, what are you, Nancy Kerrigan? Oh! <laughs> Smoking the ciggy around my head like Dice Man. Uh, what is something you think is underrated, Anna? Thank you for asking. Uh, I have been watching Bachelor in Paradise Australia, as you guys know. Yeah. I love to watch every Bachelor on every continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing well. But other than that, like, I, oh my God, you guys, first of all, have how many tattooed, long haired men can you fit on an island in Fiji? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah, I believe it. Oh my gosh, every part of their body is tattooed except for their beautiful, beautiful faces. Mm. And you know what? I love it. Bachelor in Paradise Australia is such, first they film it in Fiji, so much more beautiful than the, I don't know why, but like maybe it's because I've seen the Bachelor in Paradise America one enough times that like Sayulita, the resort they go to in Mexico, isn't like that alluring to me anymore. But like mm. the Fiji location, oh, oh my gosh, it's there. gorgeous. Yeah, the tattoo. I mean, you were sending our our group thread your screenshots of the tatted folks, Ooh. tatted gentlemen of the Australian Bachelor, and it's mm -hmm. like everyone has a chest piece. Mm -hmm. It's like it, that was the one thing. I'm like, okay, so to be in Australia right now, you got to have the wild chest piece. Right. Australian Zai Gang, let me know if I had to do what's the Aussie Aussie bro starter pack because what I'm seeing <laughs> here is long hair. With yep. a dodgy mustache, uh -huh. full chest piece, mm -hmm. and like maybe even thigh piece too. All yeah. over body. One yeah. guy has full body, neck, everything. Um, even the except nipples. his abs. Are are his? Is he the one who like whose abs are a different color? It's like, like it's he's all doing... like a frame for his abs. Right, or it's like only the things football shoulder pads would cover. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. is what the tattoo is. Like I, I looked at that, shoulders. I was like, "What is happening here?" That guy it's... also showed up naked to the island with just some grapes over his crotch. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, that's I how he he's, had a uh, that's horrible his... condition. Walk into the <laughs> island where he's like introducing himself to everyone. He's like, oh. "Ladies," and it's such a cocky photo. This yeah. dude is tatted head to toe, and he's smiling. He's like, "And I'm hiding my penis with grapes." Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, mate, that's so him. I, she... He's totally like that. That's him, man. That's Karen. Karen's like that, mate. <laughs> He's hilarious, Oh, Karen, man. love that And you're name. like, who? What the fuck? <laughs> also, I think Karen's technically British, but. 
Technically. He's, uh, he's a transplant. <laughs> he's in the UK or in Australia now. I don't know. I mean, so the show is so colony. fun. Yeah. There's a girl named Abby who doesn't like when she doesn't get what she wants. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's actually really scary. I, I couldn't ever imagine being her friend. I saw her in a previous series of um, The Bachelor Australia, and she got to number two and then got dumped, and she was like, what? What's the <laughs> vibe of Aussie Bachelor? Because you said NZ Kiwi New Zealand Bachelor is wholesome. Like, it's an open space for sensitive people to be honest and open in like a, mm-hmm. in a very safe space, constructive way to talk. And yeah. I remember all you would text me like, I can't believe how these men are talking to each other and like how open this is. And it's so different. What's the vibe of Aussie bachelor versus, you know, what, what I know of the U S bachelor and what you've described of Kiwi. Bachelor? Well, I think it's funny, like New Zealand bachelorette like how progressive and cool and like together it was and like compared to like what new zealand is like which is like progressive and cool and together yeah shocking. Uh, <laughs> and our shit show of the bachelor now <laughs> right yeah um australia it's like very it's very like um extreme sports driven like everyone's like oh yeah girl you gotta jump off a plane if you love like me metal. you know right, right yeah <laughs> like everyone's just like oh and today we're gonna go jump off cliffs there's no we don't even know what's on the bottom do you love me you know like it's like that level right. where you're like oh no right, right you don't have to risk your life to prove you love this dude right. um, speak for yourself yeah uh, sorry that. uh That's how my sorry. wife demonstrates her love <laughs> She's like, Jack, unless you jump out of this plane, even though you're absolutely terrified of heights and you're passing out, that's actually one season of The Bachelor Australia. One of the girls was so scared of heights and they did like a group, like all the women and The Bachelor jumped out of the plane. She was like that person who's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like passing oh, out, out out of Ooh. fear, coming back like what's going on? Oh my god! Oh my god! And like passing oh, no. out again, like that. And then nothing. Like, girl, you got this, off, girl. Mate. Girl, you <laughs> got this, shit, girl. <laughs> and then one girl's like, "Wow, good for her. She's freaking out so much. She's getting all the bachelors' attention." It's like I think she's actually experiencing like real like trauma that Terror. might fuck her up for the rest of her yeah, life. But yeah, it. no, sure, I'm sure this is worth it for her to get like two minutes of the bachelor being like, "Don't you love me? Jump." Right. Anyway. Isn't it like a vasal vagal response? Almost? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just like, out. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was truly not doing well. Um, she went home soon after that. I don't know. I think she was like almost relieved to go home. Like, she's like, I can't right. sit anymore. Like, please Plus, don't give me a rose. And me as well to hear that on her behalf. <laughs> They're like subjecting but, her to regular passing out. Yeah. But there are like the one woman, Abby, who is, does, is not used to not getting what she wants. Her ability to like turn like her her ability to use her sexuality to get what she needs is the most it's truly like we have to study her it's unbelievable what she can do like she'll be like yeah it's like no one wants to give me a rose and every guy's like i'll give you my rose <laughs> and, you're like, what? and then she's like all of a sudden has a guy and she's like naked and like i know you want like it's just oh my god who has the like Right. What? Who are you? You She's know, like Jessica Rabbit, the real yes, human yes. being. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's Who's a perfect led the 40 example. Laws of power. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jessica Rabbit She's read like, the forty eight laws of power. She's unbelievable. Even I'm like, whoa, she's hot. Then I'm like, no, she's evil. She's yeah, manipulative. Right. What am I doing? Why am right. I falling like, for her? Also, there's, there's blood coming out of my tear duct. <laughs> no, she really is like unbelievable, and her abilities. I am like, I don't. I could never, like, I truly don't even know. Like, if I, like, tried to, like, walk seductively, I would, like, die, maybe. Well, we need science to bottle that up. 
Yeah, <laughs> sell it to us. That. Bottle it up and then resell it to us at an unbelievable margin. There is a real deep dive in on Medium uh, about the ice cream company Ample Hills. Are you guys familiar with the fancy ice cream company from Brooklyn, Ample Hills? Ample Hills sounds like Ample a porn. Hills. It it does sound like a like a porn from the forties when like a cottage core uh, yeah, porn, right? Like written by a farmer. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Ample Hills and her so Ample Hills. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what's the deal with that? I I do I feel like this is just like such a like a of the moment like trend that we will look back on and be like ah yes that was a very twenty twenty one story. Uh, I mean, you did say uh, they like were a, two, a 2018 indie ice cream shop from Brooklyn. So yeah, this yeah. is already yeah, this very is, dated. Right. They So they just basically crashed and burned. They overextended, became friends with Bob Iger and uh, ample. Orpa, uh, otherwise known as <laughs> Oprah. Uh, that, well, the, Bob Iger and Oprah became fans and they like just went, they expanded to LA, then Disney World, started becoming obsessed with things like Square pints, uh, which they called squints. Uh, and once embellish- again, guys, you don't you don't need to do that. We have That's- writers. We have writers. So many writers yeah. who who mm-hmm. can. Uh, also, how do you write that without it looking like squints? Yeah, it does look like squints. May- and maybe <laughs> an accent mark. It's squint, guys. It's squint. <laughs> right. They created Disney licensed flavors with watercolor art and bankruptcy followed quickly. Um, (laughs) They also just to make it fully uh, just a fail, uh, a failed venture of the moment. They also have a podcast now. Um, Do they still have the podcast even though they're bankrupt? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a Patreon? Yeah, you can keep the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Podcasts are a lot cheaper than ice cream talking about ice cream like y'all look i know in 2020 everybody was like i don't know we stuck at home i shout into the void i'm making mm-hmm. a podcast but mm-hmm. a podcast about ice cream bitch i wendy's has a podcast i can't i'm looking at ample hills right now and i will say this i think that 2020 killed ample hills i think that if they had had a time and place where we were all free then mm-hmm. this would have worked they would have been at coachella giving the girls you know watercolor creams it's very and coachella yeah. yeah, they would have yeah, had a tie dye flavor by now. Yeah, everyone would have a mini Ripperton photo by now with the ice cream cone melting in their hand, and it would be mm. getting cute. They would also be wearing an afro, regardless of race, and <laughs> <laughs> they could have had that. And I'm sorry that 2020 killed them ample hills because that's what did it. Right, but you know what? Sometimes businesses deserve to die. Yeah. I will say this: they did expand quickly with Oprah's influence and stuff, but. For a long time, like ever since the Oprah show and she used to do Oprah's favorite things, um, Mm -hmm. after the first couple of years, they would demand that if you wanted to be in Oprah's list or if you wanted to be in Oprah's company, that you had to expand. Because what would happen was is she would talk about a product and and then everyone would want to go buy it and it would be gone. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, we're working with Oprah now. Let's open all the ice cream stores. Get the the scopers. Yeah. (laughs) Right, they didn't really have an, uh, any other choice because when Oprah mentioned something, it just immediately like sells out for a decade. Um, but that's that's really amazing that she demanded that instead of uh, I'll recommend your product to my fans and then they'll buy buy you out to the point where you know you're sold out. 
that she would instead demand that they expunge. That's very interesting. That's yeah, because she didn't want to like put a bunch of companies out of business by or you know like break them. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you go if you sell out, you can just yeah, I guess more. that's true. you know that's that's a business that's performing very well. Like right. selling out is kind of the goal, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it was like the fan base because her reach would be so large. Because you know yeah. she made Javiana's pop, she made Greensburg turkeys pop. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, y'all better get out oh, there. Oh, she was Javiana's. More that was her. Mm-hmm. She was like, wow. this is my favorite flip flop. Wow. And then everyone was like. <laughs> Everybody got their toes in those. Javianas. <laughs> yep. I never knew what that was before her. Like, <laughs> she she turned a lot of businesses out. And this I whole time I've been them. I've been calling them Havinas. <laughs> Havina? You might be right. I've been yeah. calling them Havina the whole time. I don't know. I'm not looking at your foot to read what's on there. Mm. You got you better look at the labels on my foot. I spent I like to say Havina. Havina. Poor Ample Hills, the another RIP, RIP. to the pandemic. Pour out uh, some melted ice cream for yeah. Ample Hills. <laughs> but check out their podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, the, Jack, I will. <laughs> that's a lie. Uh, I don't think anyone will. Um, no, it's, it's so true, Jack. It's so, so true. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, I uh, I searched ET hoodie because I was okay. you know scrolling through some old friends on Instagram and we were we were passing it around in the group chat. You know when you got like a friend that you don't talk to, but mostly you just uh, make fun of them in group chats with other people. Yeah, they're they're group chat fodder. Their Instagram yes. is group chat fodder. Yep, <laughs> I have somebody who has a real brolic doll collection and a lonely doctor who we always speculate what their life's about. <laughs> yeah so Wait, i got one of those and there was like one of those real uh you know vague book we call them vague books i forget one of, which one of my comedian friends came up with that whenever people are sad and they just uh like write vague platitudes uh online <laughs> right. like vague vague booking and they're in like a bl- they're in a blanket looking very uh forlorn and it reminded me of et and i was trying to find the et picture to compare it to and then i googled et hoodie only to realize that E.T. wasn't wearing a hoodie. It was actually yeah, just like his blanket, a blanket. to keep warm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, like Mandela affected myself, I think. Yeah. I hope you that friend picked... heard this podcast. Like, dude, Vince <laughs> thought E.T. was wearing a fucking hoodie. <laughs> what a fucking so did you picture in your mind E.T. wearing the red hoodie that Elliot yes. wears? You exactly. did? Exactly. Wow. That's exactly what I did. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I'm trying to picture them. that right now. Huh. Yeah. E.T. hoodie is like a whole vibe, though. Like, if E.T. rocked a hoodie, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, with his hands in the right, right, pockets. Like, What's up with him? Yeah. Uh, like, selling Molly and shit. Yeah. Whereas the, uh, you can pull off the red hoodie. You cannot pull off the blanket wrapped around your head and then, like, tied at your chest without people being like, yo, man, is, every, is everything right. all right? Yeah. Because remember, there's even that tweet that we liked that was like, yo, I took my kid brother to Target. And it was just like a little kid in a big ass down coat, and it just looked like a coat was walking around. Oh See, yeah! Like, <laughs> even that shape was less suspicious to me. I'm like, oh, that's a kid in a coat, but you, because yeah. that could have been ET, and I wouldn't have batted an eye because I'm used to that. But some kid in a blanket like that, I'm like, no, yeah, it's, yeah. It's some kind of terrestrial being. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. 
Speaking of the other side of a story, this story that kind of hit yesterday morning. All right. TMZ is reporting that two of Lady Gaga's three dogs were kidnapped and her dog walker during the course of this armed robbery was shot four times. One of her one of her dogs was, as Anna Hosnier said, was just like, not today, Satan, and just sprinted away, got away. So oh, shout out to that. Yeah. Uh, no, they... Uh, there's a the photograph dog. of her bodyguard walking back, found, found the dog, walking it back to the house. Um, by the way, the f- so Lady Gaga is in Rome working on a movie right now. So the fact that her bodyguard was photographed carrying the dog back suggests that that bodyguard's in L.A. looking after the dogs, essentially. And he, fought, <laughs> he managed to... You had one job, my man. Uh, yeah. But so the one of the aspects of the story is Lady Gaga's offering five hundred thousand dollars, no questions asked, to whoever has her dogs, which um, is bananas because whoever has her dogs shot her dog walker four times. Yeah, uh, I, I want to say something here about this. It's not funny. <laughs> I'm going to say that first. Okay, it's sad when people get shot. Yeah. But I am going to probably make a couple jokes okay. about it. So just bear with me, please. Anyway, uh, well, yeah. they released an email address for you to send in tips on the whereabouts of the dogs. And I am just imagining all the dick pics somebody's going to have <laughs> to comb through yeah. before they get to even one real clue about the whereabouts That's of so these poor weird. dogs. I mean, yeah, like, it's so weird that first of all like lady gaga with like democrat style negotiating hey money and no questions asked if you just, just bring me kind of work with us here even back. though you almost killed us so appropriate yeah. that Let's... she sang the national anthem for the biden administration like uh, hold on <laughs> what about five hundred thousand dollars to find out who shot her fucking dog walker you know yep. what i mean that's that like person's so... in the hospital. Their life has changed oh forever. Oh my god! But she's just gonna be like, mm, "Okay, how much do they? How much do you need for me to get those French bulldogs back?" I mean, because I can't live without Muffy and Scruff Scruff. I'm not. I'm not fully blaming her because she's just trying to get her dogs back. Right? The do- the I dogs are something so that she loves. Yeah, uh, and it's not going to change anything necessarily. Like she could still be like find this motherfucker and prosecute them. But the fact that TMZ is just like, guys, no questions asked. It's all good. Like nobody's even, or she's not even thinking about like the idea that she's devaluing the life, the life of her dog Walker. And also the way that this just feels like the American version of, you know, like oligarchies and dictatorships and, other countries where people are kidnapped all the time, like that you have to like constantly be uh, thinking about the fact that, you know, people are going to kidnap you because right. there's massive uh, wealth inequality, inequality. Uh, like this is the American version of that. And the thing that everybody's reporting without even being like, wait, what is that? She's just like, yeah, okay, so that's done with. Now just give me my dogs back, please. I don't know. It just yeah. feels very American to me right now. Yeah, it's like yeah. 
like how people treat essential workers or companies that treat yeah, essential exactly. workers. You know what I mean? It's, this person could have died. Right. They were shot four times. And all she wants is her dogs back, it seems like. I mean, we, to be fair to Lady Gaga, to Stephanie, mm-hmm. she, we don't know what she's doing for the dog walker. Right. Yeah, no, we all don't. We know is, all we know is the information that's out there. Sure, the we'll find out, though. Right. I hope I hope that she's taking care of this person. Yes. Yeah, it's... But it's just like, it's come on. The police need to arrest this person for shooting another the human being is, on the street. Why? You have, like, to Jack's point, right? Like, the idea that bodyguards were even adjacent Mm. and this person still got shot Mm. it's an inside job guys that's what it is thank you i'm going crazy there we go shawshank redemption had to throw the lob up just need someone to throw it down reddit is losing their mind but like what but then also it's like how are you managing like i get it when you're so fucking popping and wealthy that you can't even do normal things but like you wouldn't you want to be like Yo, my dogs are so important. You don't even fuck around, man. I bought this forest. You can walk them around in. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, because th- I'm guessing, because she doesn't, she doesn't live in West Hollywood. I'm guessing that's where the dog walker lives. So she trusts yeah. the dog walker enough to take the dogs. But then there's a security presence near the dog. It just seems so convoluted. I'm trying to understand, like, if this is the most efficient way to ensure the the safety of your animals, given the budgets Stephanie has. Pro- probably not. I mean, this goes back to the the Top Shot question. What, how do we value mm-hmm. things? Right. We value a blockchain on a video or a GIF. We also value French bulldogs. They're some of the People most expensive Frenchies, dogs in the country, probably in the world. Very hard to get, very hard to take care of, all of that stuff. So someone thought, I'm going to go out and shoot a motherfucker four times to take the dogs. I don't want the jewelry. I don't want the car. I don't want the clothes. I don't want the Grammys or the Oscar. I want the dogs. This doesn't dogs. make sense. Why are you getting... That's so crazy to me that the dogs are valuable. They just Why saw the movie. The dogs are worth shooting a person. How does someone get clapped over dogs? They just saw the movie Is it because they know? Psychopaths and they were like, all right, this this seems like a good plan, even though the criminals in that are like like no but in the, in the dumb. mind of a person who's doing dirt you don't want to uh you know uh, discharge a firearm in the commission of a crime right just and you don't you don't want to put force multipliers on your sentencing if something were to happen so right. like i didn't it doesn't seem like do you need to shoot somebody to strong arm snatch some jo- dogs away that's maybe it gets it was weird. An I know, like job. that's I don't know what's going. Like it seems there's so many levels that just seem like aggressive, or that the person knows that these are Lady Gaga's dogs, so they got to come heavy, and then they're gonna then demand another wilder ransom. Oh, they definitely knew mm-hmm. that it was Lady Gaga's dogs. This was yeah, this was planned, planned out, out for sure. I just, I, just yeah, everything's I, so confusing, man. I hate to be the conspiracy theory person in a time when conspiracy theories are so horribly dangerous. Right. Yeah. But it's it's very shit, shit went left on that inside job. Mm. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, what the bodyguard said, he said, you're supposed to stick to the script. man. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Shooting somebody four times, though, maybe shooting somebody four it's, times is the way that it makes it look like it was more of a real crime. The dog right. walker is OK. Like dog the dog walker is okay. stable. Yeah. Expected mm-hmm. to fully recover. So might have been. I don't know. We 
Dave, it's Dave just like, might I'm be so infuriated. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because part of me is like, um, it's it's a the crime is sloppy, the security is sloppy, the shot four times where exactly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave is lower right in the glasses. butt, yeah, <laughs> right through the back of the hamstring four with a yeah where? with a twenty two, yeah. right through the hamstring. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Let's uh talk about Joe Biden real quick. I just like to check in with where he's coming down on uh policies that affect uh americans mm-hmm. uh it was janet yellen recently reported that with in terms of how they're going to pay for various programs to help america get back after the pandemic she said they're pursuing corporate tax and capital gains taxes uh she's open to discussing a wealth tax but biden is not uh and mm-hmm. then also just opened his first detention facility for immigrant children so all the uh, people who were like, finally, Biden won, and I can now celebrate because there will no longer be children no. in cages. That no, shit. they're unaccompanied minors in overflow facilities, is what right. people in my Twitter replies are saying. Because I have a outrageous amount of, like, you know, like, capital L liberal followers because of my reporting last summer. Um, and every time I bring up stuff about Biden... I get like tens or twelve, like do- like dozens and dozens of people being like, "Oh, but it's the first three months," or "Oh, but he's still dealing with the mess Trump left over," or "Oh, well, it's different because X, Y, and Z," and it's like they're incapable of criticizing Biden because I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's, weird thing. Yeah, it's so I think because they're, they're centering themselves when they when they defend Joe Biden. You know what I mean? They're trying to because it doesn't really bother them. And the fact right. that it's bothering other people now, yeah. it's like, well, should it? Bo- well, no, but it's only. And then now you're just hearing yeah. their rationalizations to why they aren't outraged. Because yeah, really, they should just be able to say, ob- just dial it back objectively. Do we still want to put kids in cages? Do we not? Do we not want to reunite people? Right. Like do, whether or not who, no matter who's the president, if that's the case, then why can't we demand that that happens? That we are reuniting families. And then, but here's the thing, Joe Biden, he's really. They, they did a good move where, you know, there was that de- de- uh, deportation freeze that was blocked by a, a conservative judge. Yeah. And they said, well, the judge blocked I me. Mean, the judge blocked it. So what do you want me right. to do? Yeah. Well, then, motherfucker, you're the president. Start figuring Dude. some shit out. Start cracking some skulls. What the fuck That's are you talking the thing. about? It's like, yeah, I was I was angry tweeting about that for a while. And I'm like, like. It's like I've got, you know, hundreds of people at this point being like, oh, well, one conservative said No. I guess we can't do anything else. We tried. Like, no, you're the the president's the most powerful man in the country, arguably. Um, like, like if ICE isn't list, if ICE isn't listening, and there's a there's a judge blocking this, then start just dismantling ICE. Like, like yeah, you can easy. you can do things. You're the most power, have the most political power than anyone else in the country, possibly the world. You're gonna let one conservative judge be, like stop you? No, it's just because yeah. you don't want to put in the work. One like, judge and fucking Joe Manchin are fucking <sighs> fucking everything up because suddenly the man from West Virginia, he's the stunt queen of the Senate. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, now my vote is really the deciding thing. So let me fucking fuck around with the OMB nominations or maybe Deb Holland for the interior, who absolutely should be running the interior. But he's trying to make noise like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, get the fuck out of here, because now he's found a way to be the, you know. A little bit of a power broker and shit, and it's it's all getting fucked up. I mean, I think <laughs> this also plays into how like the capital capital D 
Democratic, you know, voters um, and, and party members are like so terrified of any criticism of the of the Democratic Party. Like always, it's like, you know, oh, we can't criticize people right now. because It's going to affect the midterms. And oh, after the midterms, we can't criticize anyone. Cause it's going to affect the general. It's like they can they can never take any criticism of the candidates because they feel like it's just an, an, an attack wholly on their idea of like progressiveness. Um, even when the criticism is coming from further left, um, just because they they feel like any of it is... It's almost like they feel like the party is so fragile that under any criticism, they'll fall apart and the conservatives are going to get in. Um, It's actually, it's their own egos that are so fragile and will fall apart at any criticism. Because the people on the outside aren't looking at it like that. That's Beltway thinking. That's Hill thinking of like, you can't, don't say this about them. Because most people aren't, like wonky enough to to understand the optics arguments or the polling to see like why one thing doesn't work when most people think like I'm seeing that a majority of people want Medicare for all. I'm seeing a majority of people want an aggressive Green New Deal or path to renewable energy. And they that's like they just can't they can't really summon the energy to be like, wow, a majority of Americans are on this side. Let's now take that and march forth and do good rather than, you know, this whole other thing of being afraid of whatever criticisms are going to come out and then immediately water down legislation that helps no one or just the people that you want to help specifically. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so frustrated. I've lost, I've lost at this point, probably thousands of Twitter followers because I'm just like rage tweeting about how Biden's not doing anything. And I have all these, like, you know, these people with like Biden, Kamala, Usernames yeah, sure. getting all I mad mean, at me, and I'm like, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, you're, you're now, you're, def- you know, you have like, oh, I, you know, you have like, tons of like anti-Trump stuff in your bio, and now you're the one, quote unquote, defending these, you know, yeah, unoccupied miners ground. in overflow facilities. Like, no, like you're too, like you're too offended to call it kids in cages now that we have right. a blue person in office. Come on, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Extremely that's that blue maga thinking that just. Fucking the same shit. It's like, nope, fucking tunnel vision. Nothing is is wrong. But yeah, yeah it's like rather than getting mad at the people who are have the awareness and uh, analytical skills to be like, this is not what he said he would do. This is not good objectively for children. Send your outrage to the people that are keeping the kids in the cages. Why are you getting mad at the people who are making you realize that the people that the guy who's in office who most people are like, he's not going to do any of this shit that it's turning out to be true start then start advocating for the people that if you really give a fuck yeah but then they have to pause brunch yeah right. and brunch is so tasty but yeah like like i tweeted about the fucking um detention facility today and you know one of one of the replies from a a person with a blue flag in their in their <laughs> uh, twitter name is the kids in cages thing was because they're using old walmarts to build cages and house large groups of children here we have modular buildings used as schools. Are there cages or are they just places where people get processed? I need more information. Terrible. How about this? Cage or not, detained children. <laughs> as right. you're looking at like fucking like shipping containers with like bars on the windows. Like that's right. what the picture like really modular. you're not gonna call it a cage? All uh-huh. I hear when you say shipping containers, modular, sir. <laughs> no, that no, is no, modular. It's a modular place that's like a school. Right. These are cages or facilities. These are tiny prisons from this company that does tiny houses from the TLC show. Uh, and they're a great little house. It's like, what the fuck? Why, why, are, why are you going to bend your mind into saying, because let's distill it down to the real argument, which is 
children should not be detained and separated from their parents. And Full people stop. shouldn't be detained and separated for moving to a different country. I get the feeling, like the feeling of, okay, but Republicans are so much worse. And like strategically, if we're criticizing the Democrats, then, uh, you know, we're the Republicans are going to win the next thing. But like it really it's really starting to look like the thing they object to about the Republicans is less policy and more like the wording around it's more it, optics, that they called yeah. it. Yeah, it's optics and like that they don't want to have that put in their face that that's what goes on. Uh, they want a smooth, like a cool looking president who or like a nice president who uh, does the things that make their life possible behind the scenes so they don't have to think about it. Like that's that's the yeah. thing that I feel like they're not uh, admitting to themselves. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've seen as ma as many tweets as there are about like you know immigrants and ICE stuff that that I get from my like more you know liberal center followers. It's same thing for like people being like expressing like relief that that they don't feel obligated to check what he's tweeted today. It's like right. it's because like, it, it's, it's like it's it's like an optics thing, right? It's like they don't want someone who looks rude, but they don't really care about what's actually happening. It's like yeah. it's it's what. It's what like the facade is like, or what you know the optics are to themselves and their friends. It's like it's you know it's it's the it's it's like the respectability politics is almost more important than actual right. policy. Or it's like someone who like talks shit about veganism, but like they couldn't for a second w look at a meat processing facility. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean. It's yeah. like fuck veganism. Are you serious? Meat all fucking day. Don't show me what the meat's <laughs> fucking bad. Oh fuck. Right. Like. Get the fuck out. Like, you know, just fucking deal. Look at the shit in its eye and then look at reality and then do what you got to do. Or just, you know, start maybe have a little bit of self-awareness. Like, am I tricking myself a bit to protect myself from maybe thinking a little more critically? I mean, and huh. like new things, you know, a lot of these like new thing, like new things are always uncomfortable. Right. And it's much easier to kind of ignore things and just feel comfortable. Right. Like I, I. I wish I could, I mean, sometimes I wish I could just, like, disengage from everything and just, you know, live like a regular person, because, you know, I assume I assume it's similar to you, how we're, you're, like, so in tuned with all current events and all the t horrible news, and it can be overwhelming and depressing, and it'd be yeah. nice if you could just, you know, fuck off into the forest and fuck not have any... Fuck off to brunch. And, and fuck off to brunch and just not have to look at, like, not have to look at this stuff. Just, like, be completely isolated, right? So, like, part of that is attractive. Um... But, you know, that's only possible if you come from, from a place of privilege, because if you if you aren't privileged, you can't do that. Right. So, you know, it should be people's obligation to learn about these new things and learn about these other solutions, even if they seem uncomfortable, because y you have the ability to ignore them. But a lot of other people don't because it's their everyday life. Yeah. Speaking of our love of sports and also uh, something that we were talking about before we started recording uh, trading cards. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. So, mm -hmm. ha, mm -hmm. are you guys up on the Top Shot uh, oh, movement? Oh, oh yes, oh yes. What? I am in. I'm in a. You haven't heard of Top Shot, Miles? Oh, Miles, no. get ready. Oh no! All right. I, I am in a. I'm in a group chat all about basketball, and Top Shot is the number one conversation. Yeah, point me too. Um, sure. yeah. So Top Shot is. Uh, it's basically an NBA trading card style market. Um, where they create a limited number of NBA gifts that have like unique 
blockchain signatures. And because they have that unique signature and not because of anything to do with like the clip, really, they sell for a LeBron James dunk gift sold for uh, $208,000. Uh, the top shop market drove $45 million in sales in one day. What? And- I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> so you know, how block, you know how blockchain know is like a digital thing, but there's only one of them that has yes, the... Yes, I get that. But you're saying people are paying six figures for a GIF? Yes. That's connected to a blockchain That signature. you use what? To do what with? How do Nothing. you flex with it? Like, I've seen the clip. It. I've watched the clip. Uh, but then I, you might as well have the GIF. The right. Fuck? Not, that's you don't what have I'm the Master Cycle video art piece where you have to own <laughs> the tapes to see the art piece. <laughs> this is the first time Matthew Barney's come up on this show, I'm sure. <laughs> Jeez. Miles talks about the Cremaster Cycle all the time. But yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, you, art, I grew up in an art house, so we yeah, grew yeah. up talking shit about art. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Like, look, what, what I don't, oh God, see, this is why I don't know. You're, you're flummoxed. Um, yeah, because I literally, you saw before we recorded, I pulled out my old dusty binder of 90s basketball cards. <laughs> That's and, what it's all about. Right. So, but the value is to just say, I own this unique GIF, mm-hmm. full stop. Yes. Yep. Okay. I, but it's not a unique GIF because I looked it's at a, the GIF yeah, it's a on clip Twitter. Of a, right. It's a gift that's connected to the blockchain. There's no value to it, but neither is there value to any cryptocurrency other than like its value as a signifier of wealth like that or a signifier of value it's yeah it's not it's an attempt to create the whole thing is an attempt to create sort of a physical materialist economy uh out of the digital world um it seems regressive to me like (laughs) Well, it seems regressive. It seems like kind of trying to go back to the like the people who are really passionate about trying to go back to the gold standard for a long time and is just uh fighting the direction things were headed. Like I I don't I don't so know. Wait, we're decentral what are we decentralizing? You know what I mean? Because that's the argument for these other currencies is like we're trying to decentralize our banking or whatever, but in the end right. they're really not being decentralized because they're traded on like three fucking exchanges. But like what I'm this is how old I am is that I'm such an old person that it's not tangible. So I'm like, there is no value. Right. Right. In a sporting. Yes. Car, and I'm, and I think I'm looking at it in this sporting, like sort of trading context of like, what are you then? You're just trading files. But then I guess that also speaks to the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm at an age where I don't know that I can understand for me personally that I could see the value in that philosophically, well, I guess. Value. It's not inherent. Value is applied to yeah, things okay. based on whether or not lots of people share the same value on right. any given right. object. Trading cards is a great example. I have a box of unopened Skybox trading card series one packs. There's no there's value to them, but they're just pieces of paper with an image of an athlete. Right. Right. That you, you could can, you can print I, out a yeah you could print of that Jordan. you could print that exact picture out the the cards yeah, so have always been bullshit yeah see at least yeah. I can hug my sneakers that I love I could hug right. my and you can wear them yeah and and they have a practical practical application but, in your life. but and then but there are people who just collect or whatever and I still get that too like you know like you're gonna get it and I uh, people don't understand sneaker collecting and things like that but I understand so now. This is what they the high stakes world of six figure gifts. And now I'm, I'm <laughs> just terribly behind now. 
It's a hype economy, and hype drives everything. And it's not yeah. just entertainment to this stuff. It's, it's not, not just gifts, though. No, it's not just. Well, it is mostly gifts. The in the art world, there's also uh, like a, for instance, Sara June's Nyan Cat uh, gif sold for five hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars when it was because it was like attached to a very specific blockchain signature and so it's just yeah it's just people agreeing that this thing is going to have value uh i i'm curious and maybe zeitgang sleuths can look into how much of that money is sarjunsi uh for having created that gif yeah right like probably zero we should just pull up to whoever owns that gif and be like yo run your shit yeah. Well, that's also it's also worth asking the question of how much money does LeBron James get for a top shot? Right. Right. Yeah. Is it is this? I assume it's officially licensed through the National Basketball Players Association. So there's probably some profit that these people make um, on the use of their likeness. Just like a slush fund of like, OK, you get this check for the fact that we put your face on this thing and this thing and that thing. Right. Right. But it's not it's not it's, it's probably not significant money. Right. And so it's just basically fancy ways to dress up your blockchain money. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I got I have I got my, you know, 208K in Bitcoin in in a LeBron gold bar, basically a LeBron gift gold bar, essentially. Yeah, basically. And then you just have to hope that people still care about LeBron James dunking over well, people care uh, about how many how much energy these motherfuckers use to fucking do all this bitcoin mining and shit. yeah that's one point that this article and axios was pointing out is that like especially the art world side of it which is all on this specific exchange uh that i can't remember or probably even pronounce the name of but it's like notorious for having one of the worst carbon footprints because like the reason that blockchain is is impossible to recreate, like at least part of it, is that you're having to like go through all these computing, like all this computing power and computing energy to like create one, right? So right. like it's they they were comparing some of it to like uh what one of these things uh is the equivalent of driving a thousand kilometers in a car. And one of the artists was like, yeah, that's cool, uh, because the carbon equivalent of like that is the carbon equivalent of running my studio for a uh, a full year Jeez. is Good Lord. Yeah, that's like um, the other. I mean, it's so oh, God, the two sides of that. It's like, yeah, but also the carbon emissions off of making <laughs> our gift money is true to roof. Okay. But keep in mind, there is Mars. We can always go to Mars. <laughs> Motherfucker, we're not getting there. I'll tell you that. No, not our generation. No, not us. My, and not, my, not people of our uh, dollar denomination group. Will not well, be we got to start working harder if we want our kids to be yeah, able to go to fuck Mars. fuck it. I'll start selling these sexy blockchain gifts. <laughs> That's why you need to get into Top Shot. So you can save up to get your children Actually, to you can't. If you're willing to uh, sell your children off into uh, indentured servitude, you can get Oh, right. Mars. Yeah. So just Pre-sell your on. child into indentured servitude depends for a life on. On Mars, that's going to be some real shit they're going to say in like 70 years. Depends on how serious you are about getting your paper up, man. That's all. Uh, that's what I gotta say. <laughs> hey, I th- you got to bump yeah. those numbers up, man. Those are rookie numbers. If you really want to be like your uh, idol Magic Johnson, the businessman, I mean, you have to make some real moves then. <laughs> all right. Let's take uh, one more break and we'll be right back. 
And we're back. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Garrison? Robots, Jesus Christ. <laughs> robots, Every, everyone's Jesus like, Christ. oh, robots are so fun. I'm like, no, they've done like nothing good ever. They've only been bad. Yeah, I think all it's done is the best thing people can say robots have done is like it's helped people make more money faster. That's yeah, basically. Yeah. And yes, there's like off medical applications, but I think like overall, I think those robotics things, I think of just like the factory lines and like how much more you can crank out with robots yeah. and things like that. But and also how it's making, freaks me out. making the environment worse. There, once we start giving robots guns, that's going to suck. Um, they're all bad. <laughs> I don't think anything really good is going to come of robots, but people still like them because Star Wars, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah. I like I like Star Wars and I, of course I like R2-D2, but I don't. I'm terrified it's funny of robots that, guns. Like anti-homeless robot is kind of like R2D2 shaped. And, like, he, it's, I know like, this, like, it's egg thing, and you're so like, Don't sad. Co-opt his beautiful know, form for your it's evil. Su- it sucks because like the robot just goes around and like pokes people. It right, sucks. Right, just shoes it's, them away. It's the yeah. worst, and you can get in a lot of trouble for breaking it. Oh, it sucks. Terrible. What other what other robots are? Like being used, I guess there's like you were saying the factory floor robots. Factory robots I mean you can you know think of um like a computer uh, flown like drones and stuff for surveillance for dropping bombs. Um, I don't know, just ro- 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 like robots in general. Just I don't yeah. I don't I can't they think of very many good ones. They need right. a they need a PR campaign like to write the ship for that because like yeah you could cut together a bunch of horrific robot videos but like. Where's the one you're like, oh, robot, or you're like, you know what? That's that robot. That robot did good. Well, in in the Star Wars universe, robots are like a thing that people who are, you know, lower class or like farm laborers like work with and like sell parts for. And they're basically slaves in Star Wars. Yeah, and they're basically slaves and like treated like absolute shit. But in reality, they are a tool of like you have to be a massive corporation to uh, create or the military to create uh, a robot. It's not like people are just like picking up robot parts and building their own robots. Well, I I did have that one Lego kit. Back in right, the day. right. That was tech, yeah. I mean, I technically made a robot. So. Yeah, but that's like a fantasy of Hollywood that like robots are just like a a thing that we can all just like They're, yeah mess, slaves mess we don't have with. to feel bad about. Right, I think is <laughs> right. what the aim is of robots. You know yeah, I mean? like how they're real steel. Like right. That uh, Hugh Hugh Jackman movie where like the robots are like hang out in junkyards and like they pick up little pieces from. <laughs> Uh, Wait, they were sentient in that movie? No, no, uh, that that's just like where you find them. They're, oh, they're oh, not got sentient. you. I thought like yeah. there was a bunch of robots kicking in a junkyard, like smoking cigarettes, like throwing dice or something. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> they're just on shutdown mode, right? Um, Wally also. Wally also, yeah. One one of the great robots, but yeah, Wally's not Wally's not rolling through that door. I mean, guys. and Wally's existence is a example of how messed up everything is a whole robot basically making cities out of trash because we've wrecked the earth so yeah, yeah again yeah. it's not a we don't want to have a wally robot if we have a wally robot we're already <laughs> in a lot of trouble fucked up. yeah we're pretty yeah. fucked up oh but he's so cute uh, he is he is maybe it's cute. worth it i don't know anna do you have something uh that you think is overrated 
Okay, I got one. Constantly having a runny nose. What the fuck is going on with my body? Since 94. Excuse me, I wasn't (laughs) alive then. I wasn't alive then. I was only born three years ago. Right, we know that. When I was born a few years back, because I'm only 12, I think. Yeah. I've had, actually, legitimately, I was born in 1990, and my nose has not stopped running since. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being honest, first of all. My nose will uh, not stop running. It runs 24-7. It runs when it's cold. It runs when it's hot. It runs when I eat spicy food. It runs yeah. when I eat cold food. It runs when I eat, like, at all times, my nose is running. Do you remember a few years back, I sent you that article that was like, this girl just thought she had a runny nose. Turns out it was her brain fluids leaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that My you? doctor said it's not that. Okay, good. I did. I straight up took that article oh, on my phone. Like, like, cut it up, ripped talk it about out. It. You're like, this, 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 look at this doc. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, because you haven't experienced an extreme brain trauma. And I was like, how do you know at this <laughs> right. point? You don't know. Talk to my coworkers. Because <laughs> I did actually, as a child, around two years old, I did break my head. It's a true story. Damn. What do you mean you Me and my brother were playing Roadrunner and Coyote, and he shut a door on my head, and my head hit the metal like clasp part of the door, and I had to get stitches. As you can see, like that's where I always have this mark on my head. That's oh, where I, I had to that have was the stitches. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I had to have stitches go all the way up my head. So I'm like, okay, well, two years old. My doctor literally hates me. I'm like, at two years old, <laughs> I, I had, had this incident, right? Okay? I hit my head real hard. So would that explain why my nose has been running since? He's like, no. Right. <laughs> no. Mm, <laughs> and I was like, well, but this I paid, internet article. I know. And I was like, well, I paid about played about five years of rugby, two years in division one college. Would that explain it? And he's like, I don't know. Do you have any medical tests from that point? I'm like, who knows? Let's I don't know. You have a out. highlight tape I can check out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did get a few concussions during that time because I was I was Damn. fucking rowdy. I had a bit of a rowdy, reckless era yeah. when I was playing rugby because you know when you're like always, you've been so like buttoned up because your parents are like aggressive, intense, like sheltering immigrants yeah. and, and next then thing you, you know, you're on, on a field people. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, boy, that was hockey so, like, for me. Yeah. So I was like MVP for a little while because I was just going so wild <laughs> on the, you know, the truly. Of, yeah. It really was like a time where all of a sudden I was like, I'm free, baby. Right. I'm and free. this is what I'll do. Yeah, and I was like tackling like a mad woman and uh, dislocated the majority of my fingers during those years. But um, yeah, so like I was like, well, what about that? Maybe that's why. And he's like, I have no like I wasn't your doctor. Then I can't really like tell you. So um, I'm I think it's my brain fluids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Guy sounds like he's not paying enough attention to the links that you send him (laughs) Um, constantly. Are you checking your IG DMs? (laughs) I'm in requests. Oh my God, doctor, please put me in a primary or at least general so you can see what I'm sending you. These IGTV links are really informative. Well, I'll just tell you now, last time I tried to make an appointment during the pandemic, he said it's really not necessary for you to come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, that, is, so that is across the it's board. It's true. Saying, yeah. Why is my nose running? Right. right. It's like, but here's the thing, Anna. When you come in, you then just show me YouTube videos for about 30 <laughs> minutes. And it, I, I, right now, my attention is really, it's precious. So I, I have to be able to give it to people who need medical attention. I know. I knew it was a long shot, but I still like don't truly understand why my All right, nose fine. runs so much. Yeah. Like I- <laughs> the editors on my show, shout out Billy Klein. This poor guy literally, I one time read his instructions for editing that he was handing off the editing to someone else. And it literally says, I just remove all the like sniffles. And like clear, like wiping of the nose, and I'm like, what? right? Don't be telling people to 
right. the parts where their the nose is audibly dripping into yeah. the microphone. I was like, uh, oh, that's a problem for my editors at this point. Like, that's when you know <laughs> you got a problem. If they're like, yeah, I actually had to spend about uh, two hours more on each episode removing all her sniffing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's overrated. I don't care for it. I always have to have tissues on me at all times. Yeah. Sinuses are a mystery. Um, and it's it's extra high high stakes now because uh, stuffy nose is like one of the symptoms of COVID. But it's not stuffy. It's never right. stuffy. It's just always dripping. It's always loosey. It's drippy. always got a drip. It's always runny, got that drip. Runny it's too, drip. apparently. Um, so maybe your your nose is just stunting, you know, with all that drip. <laughs> yeah. I think at this point. That's, That's the diagnosis. That's my yeah. doctor's like, honestly, I think we're going to have to diagnose your nose as stunting. As stunting. <laughs> All right, I like that, doc. And you take that, and he's like, thank God she left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He asks said, his 13-year-old what, <laughs> what to diagnose you with to get you to leave him alone. <laughs> Probably sounds like that shit is stunting, dad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.